Hello and welcome to The Falcon, episode 4. We are a footy podcast and my name is Clarky. Joining me once again, I have Jesse. I'm going insane. He's having a good time and he's here of his own free will. Christopher, you're also here. Yes, hello. And joining us once again, the magnanimous, the mustached, Black Dog. Hello! <laughs> Peaking, I love it. Glad I could edit that. <laughs> oh, this is good. It's fine. Lech, you're joining us once again as we are here to wrap up trade period. And I think it's important that we take this time now that trade period is partially ended because we know there'll be some more bullshit at some point. How are we all feeling? How, how, are, we, how are we doing after the week that has been? Eh, you, you know with the fizzy, you know how the AFL kind of like bends their will so like all the drama ha- happens at the end? You know with a pretty shit draft here when the big drama was Xavier Dersma and um, BVT. Kind yeah. of a hard trade period. It it started off so promising with Clayton Oliver leaving and all of these rumors that Bailey Smith was going to go and oh yeah, I forgot about Bailey Smith. West Coast were going to trade pick one. I mean they they can they can still trade pick one up until draft night, but yeah, it was disappointing in the end. I'm so tired. We did. A show for at least an hour every night. <laughs> so I'm just so tired. And it, answering the same questions every night is very difficult. The thing I will miss, though, from Trade Period is, of course, Trade Radio. And I'd be remiss if I didn't come to you with one final list. And this is one that, like, made me <laughs> oh aware of. Um, Kane Corns and his top eight physical specimens in the league at... Let's go... Do we want descending order to the most... Specimen of specimens. I'm, I'm guessing to keep the anticipation high. So at number eight, Isaac Quainor. At seven, how do you pronounce Gath's first name? Yes. Cool. Gath uh, at I, seven. I, I CJ. CJ at seven. I once watched a video explaining his name and I feel really bad, but I've forgotten it. Six, bafflingly, Gary Rowan. Uh, five, Shy Bolton. Four, Nick Dacos. Three, Cozzy Pickett. Two, Took Miller. And one, Charlie Kerner. So, how, Gary how is, Rowan? How is Gary Rowan and Shy Bolton on there, but Bailey Smith isn't? He, Bailey Smith is paid millions of dollars to be a model. Like, I, I saw Bailey Smith. He was at Cotton On at Melbourne Central, and I went past and I saw him. I was on the escalators. I, I was fully erect on the escalators. <laughs> Nick Dacos is also a child, so I feel uncomfortable about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the more important question is, how do we all rank as physical specimens? Spoiler: I'm going to put Le- I'm going to put Leck at number one. I wouldn't. I'm just the most comfortable to take my clothes off. I've already had a pretty <laughs> rough last ten minutes. I don't want to be involved. Clarky, <laughs> you rank as dense. Yeah, thank you. Like a Clarky, you're, I would say you're the fittest of all of us. No, that's that's absolutely incorrect. <laughs> Unless Chris is hiding like some killer abs under there. <laughs> I'm I'm not. Take hey, your shirt we're, off. We're all hiding abs that just hidden. In... Some are hiding them deeper than others. Yeah, mine are, <laughs> mine are covered by cinnamon rolls. I feel bad. Why, Clarky? Why did you bring this up, Clarky? Because we're feeling good. Trade period's over. He said it, and now he's like tensing as well. He's like, yeah, oh, bring it up, bring it up, the boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> bringing up the boys. boys. <laughs> That's what we do. All right. So, look, we're going to go through this team by team. We're going to give each team a grade. 
Let's let's do our best trade radio impressions, guys. So we're under grading now. Okay, that's it. We're we're grading them however you want to grade them, Chris. Um, you know what? I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna rank it. my favorite grading <laughs> system. That number ten <laughs> numbers. <Yeah>. Ten is numbers. <laughs> ten is numbers. Oh, wild. Okay. <laughs> what? Number Roman nine. Numerals. Roman numerals has to be like top top three. Number one size. Size. Five, weight, <laughs> dimension, and just vibes. I didn't listen. I know you want to move on. I didn't listen to literally one second of trade radio this year. Oh, you God, no, me either. I listened to the last five minutes because I was curious to see if this Derzma deal would go over the line because I'm, I've got a sad, depressing life. I imagine this is like when someone logs onto an MMO just as the servers are about to shut down. They're like, oh... Yeah, I guess I'll spend the last five minutes while this thing dies. Tip my hat to the lads. Thank you for their work. But there's literally seconds on the clock and they're watching the Port Adelaide room and there's like, oh, the people are going in there. Oh, we're all body language experts now where we can see they're they're, they're thumping the table or one of them walks in with some Pepsi. What does that mean? And then with 30 seconds to go, they cut to an interview with the Collingwood list manager (laughs) about Collingwood's like, Odd choice, and they just cut them off mid sentence. They'd be like, "Big news: BVT and some fucked pits are going to pour out like stuff." Can I hijack again for a sec? Is that all right? <laughs> yes, sir. All right, you have the floor. I'm not upset about anything in this trade period. Uh, what I've come, I've I've come to accept is that we just follow a very silly sport that isn't real. It's not a real sport. It's it's made up. Just and they make it up as they go along, and I love it. So the AFL trade period, it's a and free agency period. Pretty big period of the year. It's where you get your new players from other clubs, right? It was set that any trade submitted on the last day wouldn't get processed or you couldn't officially submit <laughs> trades yeah. until 3 p.m. on the last day of trade period. At 11.30 a.m., they tweeted out, actually, guys, we're going to change it to 2 p.m. Just because. Like, we, we want to get an extra hour content. We'll change it to 2 p.m. Strange that you would tra- change a deadline in a professional sport, but I could accept that. And then seven minutes later, they tweeted out that they'd processed a trade and Yvonne Solder had gone to Port Adelaide two and a half hours before, or an hour and a half before the new curfew that they set. I did some digging. I don't know how true this is. Apparently an intern working at AFL House just accidentally processed it and they had no way to undo it. No one knew how to undo it on the website. Finally... Trade period ends at 7.30 p.m. <laughs> but the AFL system, which is clearly a computer from 1980, <laughs> can't process information after 7 p.m. So any trades done have to be emailed for the last half hour and just CC in anyone related to the trade. What are we following? What is it? <laughs> I love how everyone makes the jokes about, oh, I hope, I hope the copy machine works. We haven't moved on from that. Like, we haven't improved. I think... When you look at the season as a whole, there's been some incredible storylines in this season. The trade period, if the AFL season is a story, is our writer's strike. Because the <laughs> bullshit that they pull out for the fucking sweeps week to make drama is ridiculous. That whole seven like after 7 o'clock, no more trades unless you have Gmail open. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is the Shrek karaoke dance party. It doesn't make sense. Characters show up that are dead, but it's fine because it's funny. I was just going to say, it was also funny that on Trade Radio, um, when it got to 7 o'clock, Brad Johnson just was like, no, I'm out, and just got up and left. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't stay there for the last half an hour with a bunch of deals staying in the, hanging in the motion. He was just like, oh, my shift's done, see ya. Yeah. 
when you get your clock out time, you clock out. <laughs> yeah. Do not give the machine any extra minutes. Brad Johnson's I... quiet quitting. <laughs> yeah. He, he had his like union shirt on. It's like, oh, fuck you guys. I'm out. <laughs> it's just weird because the, the more football I consume, the more I realize that our sport is built around the media that holds it up. Like it's it, and nothing else, right? Like it's not it's not structured in any other way other than or get them clicks though. Yeah, that's true. But also without any like longer term planning than what yeah. immediately is going to generate the most clicks. There's no like how can we long term build a system that makes sense and creates interest twenty four seven three sixty five. It's just like uh, people aren't watching trade radio. Change the deadline. Change the deadline. And this is why sliding doors still exist. Oh, oh my goodness. They're going to fuck up the mid-year trade period when they bring it in next year as well. That's going to be fun. <laughs> That's going to be a circus. But should we get into the teams, boys? All right. So we'll start off with Adelaide. So Adelaide, they picked themselves up a little Chris Burgess from Gold Coast. They've got picks 14 and 20 and a future second that t- is tied to Melbourne. And outgoing, they had Tom Doty, uh, Shane McAdam, and picks 24 and 27. Relatively tame, I think, for Adelaide, like, but generally good. Well, I mean, they obviously went they went very hard at Harry Petty. Yeah. And I think they want a Chol as well. Yeah, they also want a Chol. Apparently, so if either they pulled off Petty or if Chol went there, then they were going to allow Himmelberg to go to GWS. But because they didn't get either, that was why he didn't make the move. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think uh, they didn't do anything. Like, I've... I- I'm really big on Adelaide jumping next year. I think they're going to be every year a team from the outside the eight jumps into the top four. I yeah. think they'll be this year's team that does that. Yeah. And I saw people say they lost two players for the best 22. Shannon McAdam uh, wasn't playing, so he's fine. Nope. Tom Duday, they lose. That hurts, but I think they can hobble together some some solutions to that. And those two, 10 and 14, great picks to have. And they may look to move up in the order again, which I suspect they'll do. But Chris Burgess is just like solid depth from Gold Coast. I think he averaged about uh, this year in goals. He averaged about three goals a game in the VFL, including several goals of fo- several games of bags of five and bags of eight. So he's depth for that eight hundred year old Taylor Walker. Oh. Yeah, that's it's, it's really solid. Like Tom Doty was injured for most of this season anyway, um, and, and to Adelaide get nineteen did, back for him. <laughs> yeah, I think Adelaide yeah. did like came out of this pretty fine. Yeah. Mm. I would put them in B tier. B tier. What would you rank them out of ten? <laughs> I'm giving them a Mexican seven. I we're not going to unpack that. <laughs> no, no need. Uh, Chris, are we <laughs> are we doing minuses or pluses or Chris? Whatever your heart speaks to you. I'd I'd say B minus. B minus. I'm I'll probably give them a solid seven. Like they've added. <laughs> They've added and they've lost things that they could afford to lose. So I hope that wasn't confusing at all, listeners, as we move on. <laughs> Jesse, he's about to Go lose on. his mind. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> Good news, everyone. That was the first team. <laughs> Good news. To the, to the Lions. So, Brisbane. Brisbane brought in Tom Doty. Already spoken about, he'll be really good. Brandon Ryan, they've got picks 39 and 54 and a future fourth tied to Hawthorne. Ring the damn bell. And they lost Tom Fullerton, Jack Gunston, P. 
pick 61 and a future second. As, look, I think Tom Doty's really good get for Brisbane. Yeah. Well, I think he might have been the best player that moved in the um in the trade period. Uh, maybe Brody Grundy's ahead of him. I was going to say. <laughs> Can we just quickly talk about Jack Gunston? Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. why? What? <laughs> the only thing, I mean... Hawthorne's forward line is going to be solid, and they and they delisted Fergus Green as a result. So I think that's um, shows where they're going to be. The thing, only issue I have with Jack Gunston, he had to be traded back to Hawthorne because they loopholed it last year and traded and traded him to Brisbane rather than let him move as a free agent because no one wanted their compensation affected. And now he got traded back. So I was a little annoyed by that. But I mean, Brisbane acquired, in my opinion, the best free agent. Uh, and then they overpaid for a guy that used to be in their academy and VFL side in Brandon Ryan. So good on him. I had to Google who Brandon Ryan was. <laughs> How many games did he play? Some. Some. <laughs> he played games. Because <laughs> I, 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 I was hearing people talk about him. It must have like Fox footy or something like that. And they'll break it down. And they're like, yeah, there was that game. And, you know, we saw how he could turn. And it's like, I, like, <laughs> well, there more? Three games. <laughs> Yeah, apparently he just did a really good turn at one point and, and they're like, oh, he's going to be a champion, this kid. <laughs> he played three games. He was subbed out of one. I don't know if he was injured, but he had one disposal. Uh, and he kicked three goals in his second game against the Pies. He's like, he's really tall. He's like, I think he's a Tom Fullerton replacement who they already know and knows their system uh, by way of previously being up in Brizzy. All right. So, Chris, how do we rate Brisbane? Uh... B, it's yeah. a, it was just a bit of a, a kind of a nothing trade period, but I agree that I think the due day is a big pickup for them when he can get back on the field. Black? I mean, at risk, I shouldn't have started Adelaide with a B tier because quite a few teams are going to fit there for me. I think they got better and got the best player that was available as a free agent. So, you know what? A tier for me. Jesse? Um, I'm going to give them an orange sticker. Beautiful. And I'll probably give Brisbane I probably I agree with Leck actually, so I'll probably give them like an eight and a half out of ten. Um You're being I very do, generous with your scores. I think Tom Duty's a really good pickup for them. And I own him in a keeper league, so And Duty's fun stonks. to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Keeper leagues will heavily influence these <laughs> rankings. <laughs> yes. They're the only vested interest that I've really got in the off season. Uh Leck, your boys, the blues, Carlton. We've got Picked up picks 22 and 28, a future third tied to Essen, a future fourth tied to the Western Bulldogs, and a future fourth tied to Fremantle. Ring the damn bells for Patch. I think it's missing uh, Elijah Holland as well. Yeah. Wow. Whoever put it together this sheet. Uh, Elijah Hollands <laughs> also came through. Look, for legal reasons, I kept him off the list. Yeah. <laughs> okay. News News has come to hand. Yes. We'll, we'll cover that in a moment, Jesse. Hold hold those horses. Uh, outs, Zach Fisher, Paddy Dow, pick 17, a future third, and a future fourth. Leck, your boys, how did they do? I uh, Look, I, I'm going to give them a C tier, spoiler, uh, which is just middle of the road. They basically, what they did, if you consider Elijah Hollins the same talent as Zach Fisher, which I do because I'm not a massive Zach Fisher fan, they basically traded... All they did after all that, basically, they traded Paddy Dow for a second round pick. If you look at their total ins and their total outs, and I'm content with that. Those future fourths actually do help as well. They basically pay for one of the Camparelli brothers next year, which is good and fun until the AFL change the rules and fuck us. 
ultimately, if Elijah Holmes can be a depth player and be the 24th, 25th, 26th best player on our list, then uh, we're in largely the same position. I'm happy Zach Fisher is going to get games at North, and I'm happy Paddy Dow will get games under Sauce's tutelage over at uh, St. Kilda again. So, yeah. See, middle of the road. They didn't need to do heaps, and they didn't do heaps. Yeah, I think a lot of um, their outs kind of benefited more from the trades than I would say Carlton as a whole. Yeah, I think, and the other thing I always have to remind people because I had many comments from Carlton fans on our various live streams. Jack Fisher was pick twenty five. Paddy Dow was pick free. How come we're not getting pick free? Uh, we don't have to pay them anymore, and they weren't playing. So you've probably, I know Zach Fisher was on a a, a decent pay packet, and Paddy Dow was on more than someone who was playing VFL every week. So yeah, net net, we're probably in the same position. I like to imagine those people like when they go to like trade in goods and someone tells them that the goods aren't worth as much as when they first got them, that it's like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, when you try and sell your car after you've ri- driven into a tree, but you're trying to get market value for it. Yeah. You give me flashbacks. I used to sell used cars, despite the fact that I don't drive. I used to work at a used car lot um, in old girl style. Basically, yeah. That's why I'm <laughs> such like a sketchy motherfucker. Uh but you, you'd get people coming and say, I paid this much. I'm like, yeah, you paid that much 45 years ago. It's a, it's a miracle you're still alive. You're not getting that much money. So, yeah. Here's 200 bucks and a button. <laughs> Jesse, Chris, that. anything more to say about the baggers? Um, I'd also put them at a... I'd put them at, probably put them at a C plus purely because I, I think I rate Elijah Holland a little bit higher than what Lech does. Well, just... I've... <laughs> Some stuff came out today. <laughs> it doesn't excite me. <laughs> so, put a little dampener on the trade period. We can mention it because there has been a statement that's come out. So, basically. We'll preface it with these are reports, the facts <laughs> no. that we have available at the time. No, 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 no. These are, this is what I'm saying has happened. Okay, okay here we go. <laughs> no, so Elijah Holland is up on some, he's going to be seen in court, possible some, some drug going on. Um, Carlton saying that they knew before the trade. Gold Coast, I think their statement was just laughter. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, h- how do you how do you feel? I mean, I'm always pretty okay with players getting done on drugs. I mean, I think it's dumb, but whatever. He what the official wording is? He's going to appear in court relating to possession of an illicit substance. So, like, I don't know. They're not allowed to drink beers. They're going to do something, aren't they? So, it's dumb, and it's probably the reason we effectively got him for free because Carlton traded pick 28 for pick 26 and then 28's going to go back to 26 anyway because those Gold Coast picks are going to get absorbed. So he was basically free to good home. But yeah, but in terms of talent, he's a talented player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do like that jump of well, they're not allowed to drink beers, so they're going to do some coke. No beers. <laughs> it's going to happen. See, I, and yes, coming from an Essence supporter, but... I don't really give a shit if a player gets done with illicit drugs. Like, if it's performance enhancing, sure, because that's affecting the league, it's affecting the everything. Illicit drugs, it's a separate issue. I kind of don't care, especially when it's like, oh, they smoke some weed. Okay, cool. They're cool, I guess. Like, great. I don't. I don't really give a shit. I I agree. Is that I I saw some people um talking about this on. It was either Twitter or Facebook comments today, I can't remember. Um, and I always see people make the same 
there's like a subset of people that make the same argument of, oh, it's not just performance enhancing drugs. Look at West Coast in the early to mid 2000s. Like we should probably like applaud Ben Cousins just for the fact that he was on the field and getting the ball and not seeing elephants and dragons everywhere. Like it, it was a testament that he was standing up straight at one point. Imagine how good he could have been, unless exactly. it was the secret yeah. of his powers. It, also, that was twenty years ago, so you know. It's. I, don't know. I find it very funny that Carlton came out and went. We knew because it reminds me of. Uh, so when I was a young lad, uh, my dad used to take me to watch my brother play basketball uh, in Oakley, and I definitely remember, like you know, you go to the canteen, you get yourself like a little little baggie of chips, right? I get the chips. I'm a kid. I want some sauce. Grab the first bowl I see. Pour it all over it. It's soy sauce. I fucked up. <laughs> I was I was like, you know, five or six. And my dad goes, you just tipped soy sauce all over that. What's like, why? And I just go, I like it like that. <laughs> I, that was more my brain was like, spare myself the embarrassment. I was like, I wanted that. Yeah, we meant to do this. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> meant to do I did not eat those chips. Our lawyers were <laughs> bored. I absolutely did not eat those chips. <laughs> Anyway, the club makes the culture, not the individual. So I'm sure everything will be fine. Or it won't. Who cares? We didn't pay anything. So. <laughs> Whatever. They're people. They can either get better or get worse. And if they get worse, they don't get to play AFL. So Exactly. You could do, literally, uh, they do. you could do whatever you want in the world. You could do anything you want. You could say whatever you want. There just will be consequences. Exactly. There is a really ironic step that the next thing we're talking about is Collingwood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Speaking of consequences. <laughs> or lack thereof. Collingwood. They pick up Lockie Schultz. Uh, oh, wait, did we, did we give Carlton the score? Yeah, I gave him the C+. Plus. Oh, yeah. C. Mate, put C him in C. Jesse. 37. Yep. Uh, I'll probably give him a, a five, middle of the road. Uh, Collingwood. Inns, Lockie Schultz. Pick 33, a future second and a future third. And they lose Taylor Adams. Jack Ginnivan. Pick 39, future first, future second, future third. I want to talk about Ginnivan. That was wild how that all went down. I won't, we won't go into the, the rumor mill too much because I don't know if I've saved the beat button from the first episode. So I'm going to have to re-download that when I edit. Um, but it seemed like there was, whether it is the stories we've heard online, which they've said it isn't, or something else, clearly there was a falling out between the club and Jack Ginnivan. Which I will add, if they've had a falling out with him and they don't like Jack Ginnivan anymore, adds to maybe Collingwood's likable now. Because I don't like Jack Ginnivan either. And it's like, this is a relatable move from them. I would have kicked him out as well. Well, apparently, I can't remember where I read it, but apparently him and his management were in talks with Hawthorne before the grand final. Oh. Yeah. It's from Probably quite Probably found out they were going to sign Lockie Schultz. <laughs> no, I think, I think I remember reading that it was a number of months ago. It was like mid-season um, that he was, re- he was basically chopping himself around to other clubs. So... Um, well, he, wa- he wants to play footy, right? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I don't think I begrudge him wanting to move. Like, it's the I, small forwards that they have. I Bobby do find Hill. it a, I do Sorry, find it a bit go. odd that they've um, like if that was the case, and if the relationship had completely broken down between him and the club, I do find it a little bit odd still picking him on grand final day. Well, the point is to win the grand final. If he if he's going to help them do that, I know, but he was he didn't exactly play a huge part in the grand final. I know you can't yeah, predict yeah. that, but yeah. I, I still, I don't know. I just, uh, me as a coach, I would be looking at it, is this player going to go out and give us 100%? Because his heart clearly wasn't in it. To me, he I just think, comes across as a bit of a prick, so I would have picked him. 
I think the falling out with the club stuff always gets overblown. It's you got to remember anything you're hearing is being sent out by one party or the others, and there's always a reason for it. So I suspect a lot of it's a lot of it's just not much. Um, There's probably not much merit to a lot of. I think he probably just wants to play footy. Bobby Hill, Jamie Elliott, Lockie Schultz, Bo McCreary, um, you know, amongst Brody Marchek, Dan McStay. You name him. There's about eight or nine forwards ahead of him, and that's on talent more than anything. So I, I think we can speculate as much as we want on what might have happened between him and the club. I think a lot of the time, that you know when it's really bad because the player comes out and talks shit. Like yeah. Trelaw mm-hmm. came out and he talked about it. Tom Mitchell came out and talked about Hawthorne. Like we'll know pretty soon, and I, I just get the sense it was it's probably more football related. Yeah, I think I think the wildest whiplash of it was the turnaround from Collingwood saying, mm, no, we consider him a core player to welcome to Hawthorne, big boy, which is, I'm sure, how that was delivered. To of him. course, Sam Mitchell thought the like, what's up, big boy? Yeah. <laughs> Come on in. But I think yeah, Schultz is going to be great for them next year. Yeah, oh, great pickup. Yeah. Yeah, him I and think- Bobby Hill together is, yeah. yeah. Schultz is definitely one of those players that, will get some of the recognition they deserve now that they're in the mighty Victorian bubble. They're within the Vic Bias bubble. Yeah, where they belong, good. where the champions are. Chris, how would you rate Collingwood's trade period? Um, I'd probably say a B. Black? The Premiership team improved their best 22, so I'm giving them A tier. Mm. Jesse? Um, I'm saying your honour. Okay, and I'll give them a six. Now, moving on to your boys, Jesse. Sorry, I just realized you gave Brisbane an 8.5 and Collingwood a six. I don't like Collingwood that much. He doesn't have Lucky Schultz in a keeper league. Pay attention. I think losing Taylor Adams is big for them. Um, I thought there was probably reasons why they could have prevented that and chose not to. Um yeah, so I think they probably break about even, maybe a little bit better with Bucky Schultz, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It's all it's all fucking made up, Jesse. It doesn't you matter. You had me. What do you mean made up? I'm bringing a lot of a lot of uh, effort into my scoring. Why but you put a lot to of be fair, talking about Essendon, <laughs> you had me at you don't like Hollywood. We're fine. <laughs> uh, all right, Essendon. You guys, Jesse. You guys got Dersma. You got Goldstein. You got Gresham. Jade Gresham. Ben Mackay. You got picks thirty-five and sixty-one. And a future fourth from Collingwood. You lost. Brandon Zirk Thatcher. Massimo D'Ambrosio. Picks 52, 73, future third, future fourth. Talk to me, Jesse. How are you feeling? Look, I'm actually pretty happy with it. We, we came in. We needed to get a key position back. We did. We got a decent one. Not the best one. And yeah, sure. We, we, had to, we overpaid, but we sort of had to. With the market as it is, we had to. We got Goldie for free. He's going to be great leadership for uh, uh, Draper and Brian. Perfectly happy with that. Um, Dersma for... Look, I know we swapped some late picks. If it's... This uh, draft, if it's a pick after 50, it's probably not going to be used from what I'm hearing. So I don't mind those later picks we've given up. So we've kind of given up BZT, who, who will be a decent backman for Dersma, who... Be interesting to see how he fits in the team, but from what I'm kind of seeing and hearing, yeah, cool. We got a quality wingman opposite Nick, Nick Martin. That's gonna be great. Jade Gresham's a bit of an unknown 
for me. I know when he's on, he can be pretty decent, but he's kind of inconsistent. So I'm hoping he can break into the side. Well, not, not break into the side. He'll be our best way too. But hopefully he can sort of go up a gear next year. I'm look. I'm I'm happy with it. I think it's a pretty good, pretty good trade um, period for us. Yeah, I think you guys did fine. I think that it's a for me. It's a very classic Essendon trade period where what you got for what you gave is very good. You you didn't really give up that much for what you got back. But I just don't know how much those players improve your best twenty two. Like, they'll all be in the best 22, but I don't know how much they actually Chris, improve Chris, it. Chris, you don't understand Essendon. You don't understand Essendon, sir. It's not about improving, <laughs> okay? It's about how do we keep those legs kicking and our head above water, okay? You don't want to completely bottom out, but you also don't want to get too high up. Because when you get too high up, like, you know, playing finals, you have expectations <laughs> on you, okay? If you can yeah, just playing finals around is the awful. Shit, but not too shit. If you can hover around there... That's where the money is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, Mackay, as as I said last week, is overrated and overpaid. Gresham, I quite like him. I think it's a decent pickup. Again, I don't really know how much he improves your best twenty-two, but I think he's a decent pickup. Goldstein, I get it. You got him for free. Dersma, who knows? Dersma's Could a be good. good. Yeah, he's a good player. I'd like. Is he better than Sam Durham? Well, maybe. Yes. And and, and if not. Cool, we have some depth and with some competition for the spot. Like I, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. If him and um, here in Durham, Durham and Dersma have to compete for that spot, awesome. Like, yeah, but if kind the of competition, if the competition is mediocre, is it a competition <laughs> worth having? This is like the most subtle. Like, <laughs> let's find out. I'm hearing, I'm hearing the brat well, brat from the streets. I, I, I am going to give. Look, I'm also going to give some credit to BZT and um and Massimo. I'm BZT wants to go home. Cool. I think a lot of the rhetoric around him was a bit fucking much. I, I look, I get it. He's not the best Macman in the world. I get it. But some people in the media just laid into the kid and probably went a little bit beyond just uh, normal commentary. Um, and that doesn't Massimo sound like the AFL media. Yeah, I know. Doesn't sound um, like Kane Corns at all. Yeah, that, that fucking dickhead. Um, sorry, sorry. As I said last week, uh, <laughs> friend of the Massimo show. breaks my, breaks my heart to see Massimo go. I love them, but I, I get it. He wasn't going to spot on the team. I I, I think he's going to be great at the Hawks. I'm shocked that deal got done right at the end, but cool. Like you have thoughts. I think spending. Projected two and a half million dollars, which is uh, close enough to twenty percent of your annual salary cap, on four dudes that slightly improve your best twenty-two is um, an okay thing to do. I don't think you gave up much. I think the players are improvements on your best twenty-two, like very incremental improvements. And you guys are going to hate Ben McKay and Jade Gresham in about six weeks into the season. That's going to be fun, but. My biggest issue with it, it feels like a Carlton off-season from when we were rebuilding and when we decided instead of going to the draft and just focusing on development, we were going to go and buy like, you know, Jack Martin and Mitch McGovern and guys like that, which sounds good in theory. And we're just lucky. They're only good and participating now, five years later, because everyone else got good. 
So I really hope Essendon's other everyone else is going to get real good because then we might look back on this trade period and go, geez, Essendon did really, really well. They got Goldie in to cover for injury. They got Greshamid, Ben Mackay, Dersmo. Geez, what a bargain. Got him for nothing. But if the development doesn't come through and that your young guys don't lift to the standard and, and start to improve rapidly, I think we're going to look back at this as the time that um, Dodoro fucked you as he walked out the door. And, like, if you had to put them in a tier. Well, it's interesting, right? Because I say all that, but they did improve their best 22, essentially Yay! for free. <laughs> so I'm going to give them just a solid C tier because I it, it might objectively be a B tier, but I'm going to give them a C tier. Chris? Uh, I will say C+. Plus. Jesse? You're all dickheads, 10. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I didn't say out of how many though. Um, you you got like it was a it's a classic Dodora move. You look at what you gave up and what you got back, and he did what he does every every trade period. Nails um, it, correct. But yeah, I as I said earlier, and as I, I agree with like I just don't know how much you've improved on your best twenty two. Yeah, uh, Jesse. 10 out of 10, baby. 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah, it's a five. Uh, it's a solid out of five. five. Fuck yeah, <laughs> It's man. a solid five out of 10. Uh, you didn't do much, but you did something. And sometimes participating is enough. We'll move on to the West, to Frio. Frio picked up. Woof. Pick 34. A future first. Another future first. A future second. And a future fourth. An and in exchange, they lost. Lockie Schultz, Joel Hamling. Liam Henry, pick 25, a future second, and a future fourth. I don't know. Rough. Either. <laughs> Frio, yeah, not having a good time. Um, Schultz was probably the biggest loss for them. I think it put them at an immediate, like, objective negative for, all right, well, now we've got to fill that massive void. It's a difficult one. I don't subscribe to the fact that they're in trouble and they're losing heaps more players than everyone else. Oh, no. Yeah. Agreed. They're probably not bringing in any players, which yeah. is the issue. Schultz goes for family reasons. I object to the fact that you can have family reasons that cause enough need to move back to Victoria and yet you're only willing to deal with the reigning premiers. I have issues with that. I've always said if we're going to allow contracted and uncontracted players to request trades it's trades it should at least publicly be to a state so other clubs could at least pretend that they're part of it um <laughs> liam henry would have been delisted in the middle of the year if the season had ended there they, they turned him into a winger and he, it worked so he's a loss and joel hamling he's depth for them loading up on next year's draft they don't like this year's draft but i just don't know what free like Frio, I think fans, shout out to you, Damo. You're going to tell me I'm wrong. I think they think they're going to be kind of competitive next year, but I like, why wouldn't you just like tank the hell out of it? Just tank away. Just get as many good <laughs> players in as you can because I don't see enough talent on the list to win now. But then you've also got to keep Sarong and, and Brayshaw and all those guys happy. It's a really difficult position they're in. I think surely they're having conversations with guys like Sarong and Brasher and going like, we've got a plan. This is like, this is the part of it. We need you to be part of that building future, right? Like surely those conversations are happening. They would have had that conversation, you know, a few years ago, expected to be better. Like this year, they were a lot worse than I expected. 
a lot worse than I expected. They probably thought there would be a, you know a few steps ahead in this plan of theirs to, to get back to I wouldn't say get back to the top, but get to the top. I I don't know how you can convince players to stay. I'm, I'm hoping this isn't the start of a bit of a spiral for free because look, despite what I say, I do have a bit of a soft spot for Fremantle. Yeah, Schultz and Henry hurt. Joel Hamlin didn't know he still played football. Um, and if he did, I thought he still played for the Doggies. Did he play for the Doggies at one point? <laughs> yeah, he was in our premiership. It was like side, six teams ago. Yeah, he's played in Frio for a long time. It's The issue is that he he's hasn't actually... He hasn't consistently played in the team for probably the last two and a bit seasons. One of the very few free agents in history to move and play in a premiership. There you go. That's a fun yeah. fact. I think that... um. Part of the issue for me with Frio's trading is obviously they've lost Schultz and Henry, which are big losses, I think. <clears throat> Everyone's focusing on that, yeah, they've loaded up on the draft next year, but those two future firsts are potentially top four teams. They're not going to be high future firsts. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, yeah, they've loaded up on, on next year's draft, but not with any real promising picks. Yeah, but I think they probably see that as well with a view to up-trading them as they need to, depending on what the draft's looking like at the time, right? Like, you've got to at least secure those additional picks to mm-hmm. have them to be able to barter with them. But we'll get to the ratings. Slack, how do you rate Frio? I want to be positive. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Uh, so, that... What what are my te- what's my tiering system? S A B C D. How far does it go EF. down? E F. Uh, as far as you want, your alphabet. It's true. It's true. I think they maximized what they could on Schultz given the circumstances. So that's not an F. I'm going to give them D tier, and even though I think they did the best they could. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, I'd, I'd say D plus. Jesse. Um, I'm going to stop doing my weird scoring because we've got a lot more teams to go through. I'm going to give them the f- a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I'll go with the 4 out of 10. Um, we'll speed through these next couple of teams. Um, so I'll give you guys the floor for a minute if you've got anything to say, and we'll move straight to the range. Geelong, they brought in picks 25, 76, and 94. They lost Asava Ratatouille. Um, yep, Asava went. They barely showed up the trade period, so why should we talk about him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll give them... A- Solid four. Yeah, D tier for me. Andrew Mackey, well done on holding out for two weeks for 76 and 94. <laughs> you idiot. That is the, that was co- absolutely cooked. Yeah, I'm going to give him a, a four. Uh, I'll give him a yeah, D. And sorry, I'm, I'm giving him a four. I gave Freer a four. I gave Freer a four because they lost a lot. I'm giving Geelong a four because they were boring as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm moving Geelong down because I feel bad putting them in the same level as Freer. So I'm going to give him a three. Instead. Yeah, and no, I like that. Yeah. All right. Gold Coast brought in picks 24, 26, 27, and 36. Future end of first round, future first, future second, future third. They lost Mabio Joel, Elijah Hollands, Chris Burgess, picks 4, 11, 18, 46, 51, 62, future third, future fourth. I mean, it was just all about getting enough picks and points for the Academy boys this year, and that's what they did. S tier. This is S tier elite bands from Gold Coast Suns. Turn a first round pick they weren't going to use into three academy players and one, two, 
is it three future firsts or close to? Uh, which future and a first, future two future firsts, a future second, and a future third. And they've already got some academy players that are uh, projecting out to be first round selection next year. So to turn one pick into what's going to end up being four or five academy players, bravo, Gold Coast! You actually did something well. There done. was a fork in the road where Suns could have done what they've done which was very, really good. Or they could have given Noah Anderson a pick four to Geelong. And they, they held back and decided not, let's try not to do that again. Yeah, I, I think they've done. For somebody who doesn't, when they look at draft picks and the academy picks and points stuff like that, my brain gets a bit fuzzy. Um, when I look at their ins and outs, my brain hurts. But I've heard enough from Lecturesen to give them a solid nine. They're probably not done trading either of these picks, by the way. Yeah, Chris. Uh, a plus. They they did what they needed to. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jesse and give him uh, a nine and a half. Uh, mostly because you got to respect someone who can see that beautiful mind math writing it on the wall and just figuring it out. Greater Western Sydney, the Giants. Can I, wait, can I, can I, can I, you got me thinking just then, Clarky. Because you said I'm gonna give him a nine point five. It's like nine point five. I don't have. Point five in my ranking system that I made before this podcast, and I decided to open up the sheet that I made. You're not using the ranks, you son of a bitch. Oh no! Oh, I'm so mad. Clark, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even ten. know that. I didn't even know they were there. I hadn't even scrolled that far to the yeah. right in the document. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Giants. They brought in pick forty. They lost Matthew Flynn. This is a solid. Five Matthew Flynn wanted to go. They've got Braden Bruce and Kieran Briggs. No reason not to get rid of him. They brought in a pick. This it was a nothing three. trade period. This is fine. Give him a C. Move on. They make it I a ratio. I'll be giving them. Actually, it hasn't officially happened. I'm factoring that into my rankings. I'm giving them an E tier because they got objectively worse by bringing in a ratio Fantasia. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give them a. I'm not gonna give them a score because they didn't do anything. Very good. Hawthorne brought in Mabio Chol, Jack Ginnivan, Jack Gunston, D'Ambrosio. Picks 44, 47, 49, 62, 63, and a future second. They lost Tyler Brockman, Jacob Kaczynski, Brandon Ryan. Picks 33 and 54, a future second, future third, and a future fourth. Ring the damn bell for Patch. Hawthorne. Game out all right. I think they've improved their team objectively. Yeah, I think they've done they've done pretty pretty well there. Uh, I think Chol's going to be quite good for them. I, I got a soft spot for Mario Chol, uh, and I don't like the I don't like the fella. But Ginevan will be will be decent for them. I think heading into this, they they lacked a couple of key things in their team. They needed more small, knowing that um, uh, his name escapes me was going to leave. Can someone remind me who left? Brockman? Tyler Brockman. Brockman was going to leave. They probably needed more depth uh, in the forward line as a small forward. They needed one more target as a key forward and ideally someone who could pinch in in the ruck. So they've, and they lost Kaczynski and they lost Ryan, who I know played two games at the end of the year. But they bring in, uh, they bring in Gunston as a bit of maturity in that forward line. Chole as a bit of ruck and forward 
uh, depth slash starting 22 caliber player, assuming he pulls his head out of his ass. They bring a Jack Evan to address the small forward and they get a little bit of pace in Massimo D'Ambrosio who can potentially pull it, push out a, a jam and MP type player. I think they're way better. I think they're way yeah. better. I'm really high on them as well. As a, I love their rebuild. They haven't fucked around and it's going to turn around for them really, really quickly. Uh, so I'll, I'm going to give them an A tier. I like them. I hate them, yeah. but I like them. Uh, for me as well, outside of Tyler Brockman, I don't really rate Jacob Kaczynski that highly. Um, Brandon Ryan. Wasn't it his first game he kicked like five? And he's in like the next big thing and then he just. Potentially. Was he just was always behind Mitch Lewis. He couldn't kind of do anything behind him. Um, he, yeah, I haven't really been that high on him. Brandon Ryan. No, he's nothing. I think the, the one thing, right, uh, Chris, if you're tall you're a loss because you're guaranteed to be on an AFL list if you're yeah, true. 190 centimetres plus. Oh, the dream. Um, but I think that what Kaczynski was offering them, Chol will offer the same, most likely more. Chol kicked like 40 goals in his first season at Gold Coast. Yeah, he got he got pushed out, unfortunately, this year, I think. So it was just a lack of opportunity, not a lack of skill necessarily. I think, yeah, I think it was opportunity and potentially uh, training standards because Levi Casbolt was in that team ahead of him. And God bless Levi Casbolt. Um, but no, I agree with Lech that I, I think that they've improved quite a bit. Um, I'd give them an A. Jesse? I think um, Ginevan would have been absolutely sweating when he heard that Tom Mitchell story about being singled out during the review because Guinea can disappear. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Uh, yeah, look, they've, they've, they've done really well here. I think it's a, it's a solid eight. Yeah, uh, look, I'd probably, I'd give them an 8.5, uh, but I'm a little bit disappointed they got rid of Fergus Green. I thought he was... Yeah, I, I didn't know that until, like you said that earlier, Matt Came out today, sure. D-list, Yeah, delisted today uh, along with a few other names, but... It's a shame. He'll, he'll get picked up. Hopefully. Maybe. I feel like those mature age, like... Based on name alone, type guys don't tend to get a second shot for whatever reason. Yeah. He has a good mustache, and that's about it. Good mustache. His yeah, name's Fergus. He used to play for Bulldogs. I quite like the um, Carlton do this under Nick Austin. I like the even if they only last six months or or a year or whatever. I like the elevate from your reserves team, give a spot. Encourage, it encourages the players below to compete because they've got an opportunity. I quite like that. I don't mind. Like it sounds like Hawks fans are upset, but I, I, I don't mind giving him a chance. And if he wasn't up to standard for whatever reason, yeah, that's, that's fine. So we'll move on to Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne brought in Shane McAdam, Tom Fullerton, Jack Billings. <laughs> Fuck. Gunston, uh, baby. Picks, uh, yeah, picks 11 and 42, a future second and a future third. We lost Brody Grundy, James Jordan, James Harms, picks 14, 27, 35, future second, future third. I like Tom Fullerton. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> End of list. <laughs> Look, Shane, Shane McAdam, he is fine, but I don't necessarily see where he fits in immediately uh, into Clarky, the list. you're like a child eating food around the peas on the plate. you got to mention Jack Billings eventually. Hmm. <laughs> I Jack always... Billings will really enjoy playing for Casey because Casey Fields is a really nice oval to go to. Um, I can't tell you how many years in a row I picked Jack Billings as super coach because of Jock Reynolds. 
just various things said either on the site, on the podcast, or in the comments convinced me for years in a row to pick Jack, this would be the year. And I became really like obsessed with the idea that one year he was just going to be an absolute gun. So Chris would know this from various drafts we've had. I always had a soft spot for Jack Billings. <laughs> And it's fucked me so many times. I ha- I had just Jack Billings in our other keeper league, and the amount of times that Jesse tried to get him off of me, and I wish I just traded him. You didn't because you were attached. You're attached to him. The thing about it is, I think ultimately, you know, Jack Billings is a depth player, but even then, he's so far down the list of midfield wing replacements that it's. Almost like, why did you want to come here? Yeah. I. It just reminded me, I had flashbacks to Brody Grundy being traded there last year where I was like, but why? That makes no sense at all. Um, I thought the Billings could have found another club. Like St. Kilda wanted desperately to get rid of him. They're even, I think they're paying part of his contract. Um, yeah, I thought it would have made more sense if he went to a Bulldogs or a Hawthorne or something like that. It just didn't make any sense him going to Melbourne. I said this on the stream when he got traded. Jack Billings sucks. I cannot wait for Simon Goodwin to play Jack Billings in the Melbourne best 22. I I don't see how he fits. I think he's bottom of the barrel of their depth. I cannot wait to see him play for you boys. No, look, if Luke Dunstan, who I would say objectively is a better footballer than Jack Billings, couldn't break in to our mid group. Where does Jack Billings fit in? Unless hey, that he was maybe before you lost a- James Harms and James Jordan. You guys are cooked now. It's Jack Billings or bust. Harms, Harms <laughs> and Jordan weren't even playing, and Jordan's a good footballer. <laughs> I uh, I did like your acquisition of pick eleven from Gold Coast. I think there's yeah, still a good. play where Melbourne trade three firsts to go up the order, maybe to the top end of the order. I still think that's in play. I still think that's a realistic chance at happening. I will say, yeah, for my for my money, Tom Fullerton is the one that I'm most excited about because he is a lo- lovely, tall, forward ruck type that can really fill a gap that Brody Grundy and Luke Jackson both have left in consecutive years. Like, we just don't have anyone if anything happens to Max and that kind of... You need, like, a ruin. secondary ruckman, like, some, like, a, like a Grundy type. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we really were tried. Help. I think we tried to get Wiedemann back, but... Good luck, Beth. What do you yeah. do? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give Melbourne a fucking like a six. Like, it's good, but I just I think there's more to play out from it. That's not quite clear what they want to do, and it hasn't really filled the main holes that we know they have. At the start of the trade period, you were looking to have to have a one out of ten because there there was word going around of losing quite a good player. I, I I'm going to give you a six as well. Because I think actually one of the biggest wins you've got out of this is you're not paying for Brody Grundy. Well done. I, 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 I wasn't sure how that was going to work, but, you know, fuck Collingwood. Good stuff. Like C tier. Chris? Yeah, I agree. C tier. Beautiful. Let's move on. North Melbourne. They brought in Zach Fisher. Bigoa Bigo and Yon? Yon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Toby Pink. Dylan Stevens. Pick 3, 17, and 18. So the new ones always... Get my mouth like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall over. Who I'm the fuck is something. Toby Pink? He, well, <laughs> he <laughs> has the best nickname in the world. Two in that. Uh, one in. <laughs> 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 T- 
Toby, one in the Toby pink. Uh, <laughs> one in the Toby. He, he yeah. used to. He used to be on Sydney's list, and then he's been playing state league footy. And he's purely like, we needed a key defender. Is there one available? Okay, this one is available as a free agent. We will take him. I don't even remember hearing this trade happen. Yeah, well, he was uh, he was because he was delisted like three or four years ago, whenever it was. He's still technically a free agent, so he was ah, okay. picked up. Big and Yuan, by the way, was apparently playing towards the end of the year in key defense for uh, Richmond. So, again, I think he's an attempt to fill that hole. Dylan Stevens is throwing stumps and Zach Fisher's best 22 for them. It's hard to not rate them highly given they're going into a draft with picks 2, 3, 15, 17, 18 as their first five picks, even though they do not deserve to have pick three in there. This is This is my issue is that... Purely on the trades that they did, they get like a a D. Their trading was terrible, but they've just been gifted a ridiculous draft hand by the Free AFL. Trade, yeah, yeah. They have put two in the AFL's Toby Pink. <laughs> just come out of this very well. Um, the AFL's Toby is definitely showing. You're right, Chris. Based on the trades alone, they haven't done much, but the, it's absolutely fallen in their favour. So I, I would have to give them a seven. Like A tier for me, as much as it makes me sick to my stomach that they were allowed to trade two non-existent first-round picks to other clubs. Chris? Uh, I'll give them a fucking C. Fuck and me. I'll give them a six. Port Adelaide were quite active. They've picked up Brandon Zerk Thatcher, Salvo Ratatouille, Ivan Soldo, Jordan Sweet, pick 73, two future fourths. And they lost Xavier Dersma, a future first, picks 41, 49, 76, 94, and a future fourth ring the bell for Patch. I think it's important to note that they have one pick in the national draft, so it's pick 73. So they, I mean, they've saved money on a flight. And <laughs> next next year as well, they, they don't have any picks until the third round or something as well. Well, the beautiful thing about the AFL is they've changed the rules, so you don't need to take three national draft picks. Uh, rookie elevations count. Piece preseason draft picks count, international rookies count, a million things count now. So you can basically do whatever you want. And if it looks like you're going to fuck that up as well, the AFL will surely change the rules. So. Well, and they'll just give you two free first round picks if you fuck it up bad enough. It's really cool. I like Ivan Soldo for Port. I don't because it fucks my Jordan Sweet stocks. Um, yeah, I'm going to say I prefer Jordan Sweet over there. Um, Grow up. <laughs> I refuse to. I think Port were really screaming out for some quality ruck and Soldo has that potential, I think more so than Lysette or Tickle. Um I don't know. It could work out for them. So I think they, they've done what they need to do radically. I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they see in yeah. it. Yeah. I was going to say, am I the only one that just doesn't really rate radically that highly? Because it feels like everyone else does. He's tall. No, he's bad. He's athletic and tall. And I think that's great. Like for a professional sports player, but Brandon Zerk Thatcher was statistically one of the worst key one and one key defenders in the league last year, and they brought in a guy worse than him. So <laughs> I'm a. <laughs> the thing about them is, you look at their key position depth. They got a Lear who doesn't really play on a man. They've got Trent McKenzie who's undersized and always injured, and then not much. So they've brought in two key defenders. They're just bad key defenders, but they're better than the key defenders they had. 
Ivan Soldo. I think there's a world where they potentially try and play both Jordan Sweet and Ivan Soldo. Yeah, I can say that. Soldo in that sort of 40 rookie role. He's not terrible uh, as a goal kicker. He's not yeah. amazing, but he's not terrible. Yeah. Ultimately, though, I think Soldo's just an upgrade. I think, again, this is very Essendon-like. They didn't give up much to get any of this done. They've bought in players that are better than players in their best 22, but I, I, outside of Soldo, I don't think any of these really move the needle for me. Yeah, I agree. So am I I'm sensing a C tier from you, Lek? <sighs> yeah, but I've been, given they've fucked my Jordan Sweet stocks, I'm going to give them a D. D tier. No worries. They had a lot of spots to fill, and they filled them with maybes. I mean, they got a few maybe rucks in there, a few maybe defenders. They just went really tall, and then BZT. I'm not sure how tall Zach Thatcher is. I think, you know how you were saying before, we'll, we may look back on Essendon's trade period now as something that really fucked them. I think Porton, look at this, is a, a massive uh, self-fucking, if you will. <laughs> As we I, discussed last they, week, they you screwed. don't want to be looking back in five years when Tazir in saying, "Yeah, geez, we probably shouldn't have traded out all of our picks. We probably yeah. should have kept Zerzba. Five <laughs> years' time, David Koch will be on the run, um, and the Port Adelaide <laughs> Football Club will be no more. Move to what did Koshy do? I'm never going to click on those articles, but what did he do? Why is he on but, the run all the time? Okay, I think it was it's nothing. him and the, the cash cow. Yeah, um, it, it, it was, it was nothing. Eleven in Broadmeadows. People just picked him as recognisable and you, you... Some people would think he's very innocent because they, they get up in the morning, they have their tea and they watch Sunrise. Um, and, you know, he's he's that Australian sort of racist. Um, and the other people are just like, no, no, he's, he's, he's that Australian sort of racist, which is not good. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Koshi, but he gets your attention. So when you see these Twitter virus nft crypto coin bots um saying that oh he was eaten by a crocodile you are tempted to click on it (laughs) one can dream jesse one can dream where would you put them on your scale jesse um down yeah chris uh i'm gonna say uh, c plus purely for i don't like what they've done to themselves in the draft this year next year uh, I, I agree that I like Essendon. I don't know how much they've improved their best 22. Why do, why um, do the Essendon keep getting drive-bys? Because um, they're I, bad. As, as a Bulldog supporter, everyone seems to be super disappointed that Jordan Sweet's gone. He was never going to jump above English, and he just didn't fit the way that we play. I think he probably is a better suit to Port. He's a really good tap ruckman, but does fuck all around the ground. Um, he's the type of ruckman who'll get four touches in a game, um, but really good tap ruckman. And with their mid, their young midfield, Butters, Rosie, Horn, Francis, they just need someone to put it down their throat. So he's probably a decent pickup for them. I think he averaged like 45 hitouts in the VFL yeah. or something like that. I'm going to fly to Adelaide to watch the Sandful Adelaide Crows play the Sandful Port Power because I want to watch Kieran Strawn play Jordan Sweet so badly. Oh, my God. I want to be there for that. What happened to Bryn Tickle? He got delisted. But wasn't he looking kind of decent? Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was a bit surprised they delisted him, but yeah. I don't have any more information for you because I 
have not been that invested in Port. I believe he was injured for a brief time, and they just figured this isn't working for us. Uh, I'm going to give him a DEFCON 3. Uh, we'll move on to Richmond. Richmond brought in Jacob Kaczynski, pick 41, a future second, a future fourth. And they lost Soldo and a pick 50. This is another straight five. Yeah, they did. They yeah. did. Uh, actually, I'll probably give him a six. I think they, they came out better than they went in. They didn't lose all that much. And they, you know, bringing Cozzy, pick 41. B tier for me. I think they're going to be bad next year, but need a key forward. Brett Board and Kaczynski to play under Tom Lynch and somehow got two seconds and a fourth for a solo. Freer's future second could be pick 20. So, yeah, I quite like what they got. As much as I think Soldo will be good at Port, I I really like what Richmond got. I still think they're going to be bad next year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, C plus for me. C plus. St. Kilda. Brought in Liam Henry, Paddy Dow, pick 21 and 40. Two future thirds, and they lost Nick Coffield, Jade Gresham, Jack Billings, picks 35, 56, a future second, and a future fourth. I like how every player involved in St. Kilda's trade period, you could respond with, who? Like, it's just, it's just handing the same fish back and forth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What? Who give this shit. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's, by the way, sorry, I just accidentally opened up the draft, like the, the, the picks calculator with all the draft picks for this year with their academy bid value. North Melbourne goes into the draft with 8,055 points worth of selections. Below them, Port Adelaide alphabetically have nine. St. <laughs> Kilda... I agree with you, Jesse. Everyone they traded out is a speculative, high-ceiling, low-floor player that's never proved themselves. And every player they've bought in is a speculative, high-ceiling, low-floor player that has never done anything. I'm going to say it. Ross came back to football and made it bad again. Just for a a different team. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that Liam Henry's a good pickup. Um, Could turn out to be a bad pickup, but I I think that from what we saw the second half this season, he's going to be a good pickup. Paddy Dow, who fucking knows? Um, if he plays as an inside midfielder, he will be really good for them. But I just have a feeling they're going to try and do what Carlton did and make him a multifaceted sort of hybrid forwardy, outsidey sort type, then it's not going to work. Well, that's the thing. Who who goes out of their midfield out of Crouch, Sinclair, and Steele for him to get decent time? I think I've read that they do want Sinclair to go back behind the ball. I don't Ooh. know if I'm making that up, but I think I've read that. Okay. He's your best-looking um, player. We cut off his hair, Clarky. Oh, oh What? Oh, then yeah, put him down back. It's fine. He did it for charity. Yeah, no, send him back. That is an insult to Jack Steele. Uh, yeah, I... C for me because it's uh, who knows how their acquisitions are going to do and who knows how their outs are going to do. Black, uh, uh, yeah, C, C tier. I'm going to give them uh, a three because they let Jack Sinclair cut his hair for charity. Was it for charity? Yeah, but I like you punishing charities. Yeah, <laughs> well, I stand by it. No, you heard it. It's only first? good when Ben Brown does it, punishes charity. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Brown, At least he's no. doing something while he's in Melbourne colours, hey? Hey! hey. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got Sydney Swans. They brought in 
Taylor Adams, Brody Grundy, Joel Hamling, James Jordan is pick 44 and a future end of first round. They lost Dylan Stevens, picks 35 and 46, a future second. I think they won the draft, the trade. A triple plus. It was outstanding trading. I think they won the flag next year. S tier. Agree. Yeah, this is a... This is just Sydney are dangerous next year, and I don't mm-hmm. want Melbourne to ever play them, but we'll enjoy watching everyone else play against them. In our Sydney preview, we we said they need key position depth, Joel Hamling, tick, and inside mid, Taylor Adams, tick, not the one I would have got, but tick, and a Ruckman, Brody Grundy, tick. It's going to change how their midfield looks and works, but... They've done very well. They get a first-round pick. Like, just, I don't know, awesome, awesome, awesome. They always do well. Fucking Sydney. It's even just, like, adding those players plus the natural development of their young midfield in Warner, Rowbottom, Goulden. Like, it's it's scary. And now those players having Grundy being the one who's knocking it down to them, it's, yeah. James Jordan is underrated, I think. I love Jimmy Jordan. I really wanted the dogs to go for him. I I genuinely think it was a mistake for Melbourne to let him go, but we didn't have a choice uh, because he was an unrestricted free agent. I believe that's how that works. I've been learning. Um, but I think I would have rather been playing him over Lockie Hunter, like to that level. So I think he's going to look fantastic on Sydney's wing. The good thing is, like, Sydney are going to be extremely hard to beat next year. And they're bringing in four players who are actually quite, like, like, not to say how they play, they just seem like good dudes. So, I wish them all the success in the world. Um, especially Taylor Adams, because Taylor Adams would seem like one of the good guys in a shit team. So, good work, Taylor. Well done, Sydney. Beautiful. All right. Well done. You did good it. Work. Uh, West Coast Eagles, they brought in Tyler Brockman, Matt Flynn, and they gave up picks 44 and 63. This is also, I would say, uh, like a high tier. Huge win. Yeah, yeah, trade for West Coast. That's like a that's like an eight and a half, nine on my scale. By our rules, this is at least an A tier because they made their team much better by way of getting two AFL players, and they didn't <laughs> do it. They didn't spend anything to do it. Yeah, I think also credit them. They kept all their players. No one, well, no one wanted them. I think that's a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, and the ones that people do want are on long term contracts. Yeah, yeah, but like, look, we've we've seen if if a club or a player wants to break a long term contract, it can happen. So, like, that doesn't count for anything nowadays. I I think them keeping their team together does a lot for the morale of the team. Yeah, if there's one thing they wanted to do, it's keep all those players together. <laughs> Went really well for them <laughs> last year. <laughs> I think that the big thing for like for me, the big acquisition is Matt Flynn. He oh, is yeah. a good. God. Good Rockman. It was an area that they desperately needed to address. Brockman would be a good pickup. And then they're either going to end up with Harley Reid or they're going to end up with two high-end draft picks. So, yeah. Good on Agreed. them. Good start to the rebuild. Great job. And, Chris, last but not least, Western Bulldogs. You guys picked up Nick Coffield, James Harms, picks 5, 46, 50, 51, 52, and 56, a future third as well. And you lost Jordan Sweet. Picks 11, 18, and 40. A future first, a future second, and a future fourth. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm pretty happy with our trade period. Good. I'd- All right. That wraps it up there. <laughs> uh- 
ideally we wouldn't have lost the future first. Um, but we were stuck in a position where we had to trade up in order to not have our picks just eaten up by Jordan Croft. Um, so, I mean, out of this, I'm pretty happy with the Caulfield acquisition. I think if he can get his body right, he looks like he's going to be exactly the type of player that we needed down back. Um, Harms. He's fine. Pretty, he's fine. Like, we, we needed a defensive mid. He's going to play that role. Um, and, yeah, we've ended up with pick five. So we're going to end up with most likely Watson. Um, that seems to be who we're targeting. Plus, we've got the picks to get Jordan Croft, who's probably going to get bid on around somewhere between 10 and 15. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was a good out- outcome for us. I, there is a bit of a, a theory that we were okay with letting go of the future first because uh, they're expecting that a player or two of the likes of Bailey Smith may go and we'll probably get a first-round pick for next year anyway after that. Yuck. Oh, S-tier for me, by the way. I loved what they did. I think uh, they took a flyer on Nick Caulfield for so as much shit as I gave him around St. Kilda. I own him in a keeper league. James Harms is solid depth, and I think he'll play a fair bit, and I think he's going to keep, unfortunately, Jack McRae and Bailey Smith outside of the roles they probably should be playing, and I think that's going to be by design. But to get him pick five, to get a really high-quality player, jump ahead of that, uh, Croft bid very very smart and yes it cost the future first but I think we've seen this year that you can get back into the first round pretty pretty easily mm-hmm. if you need to like the back end of the first round and I agree with you yeah. I think there's going to be a couple of players they get value for next year yeah I, I there's all this talk about the the money that Jamar will be getting offered from other teams next year uh, Sam Power is a very good list manager and uh, I think that we're we're well ahead of that, and we've already figured out what we're probably going to be doing next year. I don't I don't think Bailey Smith will be with the club after next year. Tim English is a bit of a wait and see, but I think that if Jamara stays, it won't. Well, if Jamara goes, it won't be because we haven't offered him a big contract. I think that we've got the money aside to offer him something big. You guys have also got uh, Luamon Luwal. As an NGA player who averaged yes. 91 points in the uh, in the NAB League, or no, it's the Kotai League now. It is unfortunately ex- projected to not get past pick 40, though. Yeah, I've got him at pick 41 currently, but maybe I'm oh. being generous. For me, it was, when I was looking at this on paper, it, it's like St. Kilda, I'm like, I don't I give a fuck. But that pick five is going to be re- is, is quite good. Um, it looks like the top five or six players with draft are guns. So that pick five, you, you're going to get something quite good. So I'm going to give him a eight. Beautiful. Gentlemen, we did it. That's every team. Well, That's every it. team wrapped up in a nice little bow. See, AFL, you get this done in like an hour and a half. Yeah. Now, to recap, for those of you playing along and filling in your sheets at home, you should have S tier, Gold Coast Suns, Sydney Swans, Western Bulldogs. Uh, A tier, Brisbane Lions, Collingwood, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, and West Coast Eagles. B tier, Adelaide Crows and Richmond. C tier, Carlton, Essendon, Melbourne, and St. Kilda. Essendon and C tier is ridiculous. (laughs) And correct. (laughs) D tier, Geelong, Fremantle, Port Adelaide. 
And E tier, the Giants. Can we move the Giants down one tier? Yeah, I, th- I, I think that's fine. Yeah, it's always a G good. for Giants. They're bringing in Fantasia. That's an F to me. I think I can agree with that list, though. I think that's really solid. I think we're probably a little generous with the uh, with the A's, but yeah, fuck it. It's fun. That's it, baby. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Falcon Footy Pod. Go follow us. Get those up so you can get the late. Subscribe, babies. You can find us pretty much everywhere. Falcon Footy Pod. You can also find... (laughs) Please, please tell your friends. Tell Yeah, I tell my friends all the time. Uh, You can also find us individually. Chris is at Lowry underscore 16 on the Twitter. Jesse, you're at Jesse Spanner on pretty much everything. Woo! Uh, and I am at Quantum JC. Lek, you have the floor. Please tell all the beautiful people where we can hear more and see more of you. Uh, follow my Instagram <laughs> at Alexi underscore does. I don't post, just follow it. On X slash Twitter at Lekdog. I don't know, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it? He's like a cool restaurant. He's like a cool restaurant. Have you got a booking? Oh, no, sorry, we're booked up. I can see all the tables are empty. I don't care. I'm the restaurant that doesn't advertise where it is. Finding it's part of the fun. He's got this Aubrey Plaza aura to him now. God, (laughs) I don't know. I don't really have a regular deal. I just show up at everyone else's content whenever they're desperate. I wouldn't say desperate because I would. I love having you on. Thanks. (laughs) It's good. All right, so we are part of the Story Mode Podcast Network, and you can check out our sister shows after you've listened to this one. Love Letters, hosted by Jesse. It's me. And this, week, this week, Chris is on this week. Chris is on yeah. this one. Hey, oh, there you go. Bluey. We didn't swear as much. And you can also check out the Dialogue Options podcast, a video game podcast for people who understand video games. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. See you. Kick a goal.